Welcome to 103.6, The Library. I'm your host, Frank, the Tencent Fine Enforcer, joined by my co-host, whose name is... Late Fee Larry. <laughs> don't even think about it. <laughs> don't, think, don't think about what? It. Uh, we did, oh, God. Just, I feel like we just did the same joke there. Late, what was your late fee? Larry, it's We're, good. <laughs> We're a team. How are you guys doing? It's candy. Yeah. Oh, bringing candy back. Oh, I was going to say, candy. <laughs> the whisper's hard because you're like, you, it's just it hard hurts. to tow that line between smoker and, you know, just yeah. librarian. <laughs> and the good news is you actually don't have to whisper in libraries these days because no one else is in them. Yeah, so that's right. <laughs> you're just alone anyway. <laughs> oh, listeners, this is not whatever number I said the station was. I don't remember. It's, it's <laughs> Man, not- I'm so bummed. I should have done Dewey Decimal. Oh, like my name is Dewey Decimal. I, oh. oh, that's good. Can we take it back? <laughs> no, we got to keep we got to keep it moving, uh, yeah. listeners. This is not the library. You can talk as loud as you want, as Ryan said, because this is a show that's very loud at times. A lot of cackling, a lot of laughter that uh, Ryan and I like to call "Bar to Death." To Death is a podcast that's all about stories. A bard is a medieval Gaelic storyteller. Uh, it's a word that Ryan and I chose to make us sound uh, more intellectual and superior than you, um, mm. which has not worked out. Um, but we're enjoying the show. We're having a lot of fun. We're, what, over 20 eps in? Is this, this is so our I don't even know what episode this 80s... Is. No, it's our 20 8700. 20... I... I lost track. I think we are having fun call. I dare I speak for you, me, and our moms, but I think we're all having fun. <laughs> um, I'll throw this out as a point of celebration, Rye. Uh, 25% increase in listeners this month. Yeah, that... Um, That's big. That farm of users I paid for in the <laughs> Far East is finally coming through. Investments do pay. Warren Buffett, take note. <laughs> Got a good rate on the old uh, foreign exchange <laughs> the rate old with click Russia. farm. <laughs> My Bitcoin investment's really paying off. Um, <laughs> yeah, listeners, we're excited you're here. Uh, we have a, a, a good old-fashioned uh, story from Bard Ryan tonight. I have not heard the story. Uh, I'm just as eager to hear it as you are. So without further ado, let's get into it. Ryan, anything, anything we need to know? No, except a a warning for the future. One day we're going to do the radio intro and then we're just not going to stop. Like we're going to do 40 (laughs) minutes of that radio show. That's great. And I'm dead serious and it's going to happen. 25% decrease in listeners. (laughs) Whoever actually finishes, finishes is, that's not a hard word to say. Why am I struggling with finishes? That's a a tough word. Whoever finishes, we'll we'll get a prize. Um, So I was kind of reflecting on... I don't know, just kind of like drudging up my old life. And Mm -hmm. I kept being drawn to this like period of my life, which was late senior year of high school, which was not the glory. I'm not like reflecting on the glory days. This is not the golden age. (laughs) But um, I was thinking about, you know, my first jobs that I had the first time I was being paid money. And it was just a really interesting, like emotional cocktail 
at that time, you're not an adult, but you're starting to be treated like one. Um, you're in no way autonomous or do you have agency, but you now have some sort of money to like spend on mm-hmm. to basically just waste. Um, and today I want to talk about a little place called C dubs. Oh no. Does C dubs <laughs> mean anything to you? Uh, yes, it absolutely does. Um, can you translate for our, <laughs> our Yes, Ryan is referencing um, what was, in fact, my mother's uh, former employer uh, as a private uh, country club uh, in the Woodlands, Texas, stands for CW, which is Carlton Woods uh, in the Woodlands, Texas. And one of the top, if not the top, uh, private country clubs in, in Texas and the fact that yeah. we had any sort of access to this was which is, is obviously through like employment and like <laughs> I, and for me through my mom and just through, I guess the, a, a friend, a, a one specific friend, you know, family friend that we had, um, which gave us access to uh, a place we should not have had access to. Let and me, then, let oh, me and d- then my, and then didn't Carson or Ken work there? One of my brothers worked there. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. For I'm pretty sure Ken did. Um, yeah, I think Ken did my older brother. Let me, let me break down what C-dubs really is. Okay. It's in the woodlands. So let's start off with it's already in this master planned, super wealthy suburban neighbor, like part of Houston. Mm-hmm. And within that, this like picturesque uh, Stepford wife town, then you have this ultra gated golf course community called Carlton Woods. Uber-gated, double security things to get in. Um, I worked there every day, and it was hard to get in. Oh, dude, you worked there. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. I set this whole story up saying I'm thinking about times when I made money and started oh, getting jobs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it just clicked. I'm sorry. It's been I a long think day. someone worked there. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm pretty sure Carson or Ken did as well. I just forgot I you worked so. there. Because you didn't work yeah. there super long, right? Well, we'll, well, we'll get ten, to that. <laughs> tenure impact is more important than tenure. <laughs> That's my motto. Um, and so all the houses are massive. The golf course is impeccable. The country club is upper crust elite. Uh, they play, you know, professional golf tournaments there. Hands down the nicest course I've stepped foot on. Oh, to this day for me mm-hmm. still. They, they wouldn't play PGA events there because they did not want the public. Like, you know average everyday Joe Q PGA watcher coming into Carlton Woods and messing it up. So they mm-hmm. like denied the PGA, the Professional Golf Association. Um and so when I was first looking for work, I my senior year I didn't think to work there because I don't know, it just didn't really dawn on me. Didn't click. It's very closed off too. Like it's very um posh it's very stuck up it's just like i feel like i don't know i feel like it's not it's one of the least accessible play i i just don't think of that as like anyone can just roll in there and get a job no oh yeah that's why i didn't think about it mm-hmm. yeah i'm, I'm actually, yeah i had only been there once or twice because our friend heather uh her father was the golf pro there so like occasionally we'd get like a free round or something and we just like wouldn't we like had to you know like wash our own golf cart and like couldn't look at it <laughs> couldn't look a member in the eye yeah or we turned to salt. Yeah. <laughs> My so first funny. day I moved to Texas in 2005, I was 15. Um, this is long before the story, but my very first day, I had no friends. 
obviously. And Lisa Steinbauer, Heather's mom, set me up to play with this kid. I don't remember oh, his name. Oh, gosh. This is brutal. She's like, oh, here, someone will be your friend. Oh, no. And uh, The forced mom friendship. <laughs> uh, the kid was really nice, but... It was me. He, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was a fundamental difference between he and I in that he was good at golf and I was not. Uh, yep, yep. And at the end of it, I remember walking through the clubhouse and I look on the wall and his name was etched into some plaque and he oh, was like the junior, here. the junior Texas golf champ. And I was like, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Never saw that kid again in my life. <laughs> You're like spitting sunflower seeds on the putting green. He's like, can you cut it out? <laughs> oh, dude. Can Wait, we, can I, we also just name for the listeners that you and I both play golf? Yeah, we play golf. And we're not great. And we're not great. Like, <laughs> I'm a pretty trash golfer. Like with a lot of I'm, drops I'm like, and bogeys. I'm like or, below average, not great, above par, below average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a, a lot, lot of mulligans, we're like getting 100. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to fight for 100 on the course. No joke. I, I just remembered something that I haven't thought of in years and was not going to talk about on this podcast. But dude. Hit me. You, I went golfing with you before we were friends. Like Lisa later set up another forest friend golf i can't believe we didn't talk about this because you know who the third person we went with was uh steven diaz no way that's right yeah i remember you you and diaz we grew up together we're like the best of buds and i'm just (laughs) third wheel city again that's brutal and diaz (laughs) is good oh great diaz is an intimidating golfer (laughs) he really is (laughs) I remember <laughs> Diaz saying, is yeah he's <laughs> I remember saying something to you because I, I was still pretty new and I, you were like what are you into and I was like yeah basketball I think I might go out for the team and you were like people here are pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I had just recently been cut people here are pretty great I didn't make the golf team either <laughs> I remember you told they me that just you were pass like, those out like skittles Ryan not everyone's tasting <laughs> the rainbow on the basketball team this isn't Connecticut. I'm still I'm still bitter about it. Yeah, well, good luck making it because it's really hard. Because I got cut. You're like, well, I probably will make it then. So, so I wow, I completely forgot that. That's, I I'm forgot sure it too until now. I All right, so so yeah, bring us back in here to the vignette. So, you know, occasionally we get the chance to play C Dubs, but years go by and I have nothing to do with this really nice mm-hmm. golf course. Um. And my first job in high school was at Hobby Lobby, which is... That's right. You, you probably know from its um, lawsuits recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very no-frills, like, arts and craft shop that I wore a vest at. and like, I remember the vest. Um, totally have nothing memorable <laughs> of working there for a month until Mark, Heather's dad, was like, you should come work at C-Dubs. Massive pay bump. You're definitely just more lighting more, the vest on fire that night. <laughs> <laughs> definitely more more glamour. So I like and, bailed and on by glamour you mean like I I understood C-Dubs to be a pretty like tough gig. Oh yeah, I mean Ter- like well not terrible, but you're like retrieving balls, you're cleaning carts, like it's super hot. You're working out. I mean it's it's hot in Texas, right? It's in the hundreds. You're working outside all day. I understood it. I mean I've never worked at a golf course, but to be like. I, I don't know. I guess maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a piece of cake. What I mean by glamour is, I mean, you're in the presence of glamour. It'd be okay, like, okay. you know, holding Bradley Cooper's 
pen while he like readjusted <laughs> his jacket or something. You know, you're sure. just happy to be holding the pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to drive a Ferrari for five seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you're the valet guy. You're the valet guy, yeah. Yeah, a little joyride, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> so I jump ship pretty quickly and, and take the job at Hobby Lobby. Got drug tested at age 17. No, no, um, you jump ship at Hobby Lobby and take the job at C-Dubs, right? What'd I just say? Yeah, I think you had it reversed. Huh? I might have. <laughs> I guess we'll hear. Yeah. Oh, we will. Um, <laughs> so I got drug tested. So seven, 17, you started 17 years old. Okay. We're talking 2007. Dang, man. Was not cool enough to be offered any drugs, so passed that drug <laughs> test with flying flying colors. Sure. Um, so I take this job. I'm 17, and my title is outside attendant at the Carlton Woods <laughs> Country Club. Now, I love it. Let me set the kind of social web of the young male Carlton Woods employee worker base. Mm-hmm. There's three primary kind of proletariat bodies. Yeah, give us the food chain here. Yeah, here's the food chain. You have the valet guys. Okay. Is that is that they, bottom or top? Um I'm I'm taking I think notes. they're they're kind of the uh the elite mercenaries. Who call them? Yeah. There's only about four or five of them and they take the valet at the restaurant portion of the country club. Mm. They're very cool. Um, I remember one of them was on varsity tennis at the Woodlands, the competing mm. high school to mine. So I lost to him pretty badly. Um, they are crass, but, but subtle. They are cool, but um, not engaging mostly with the uh, outside attendants. Okay. guys. <laughs> then you have the caddies. Mm. These are the sweatiest, the tannest, the grinding it out on the course. They're carrying the bags of the, the, the rich and the famous. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting massive tips, but they're also working hard hours. I feel like Ken was a caddy. At That's least right. He was a caddy. Yeah. And you had to, you had to straight up run. Like, brutal. I never did it, but brutal <laughs> like, in the heat. You would, they would, he said, I remember Ken told me like they would tee off or like, you know, hit, hit their ball and he would immediately have to take off running. Yeah. To, I mean, if that's not power, it's power. If that's not money and power to the extreme where a guy is gophering after your golf ball. That's just, oh, that's nuts. And you're wearing like a white one piece. Yeah. Suit that makes it look like you're about to rob an art museum. I think he shed like 30 pounds that summer that he did it, honestly. Yeah. And then you have the third group, which is the outside attendants. This was myself. And there's probably like 15 others. And that's right. Everyone is a young man. There are no women in this ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that they weren't allowed. I think they were just probably so repelled by everything they saw. The outside attendants, I was the youngest. They probably ranged from except for me, like 18 to like late 20s. Mm. With maybe one or two exceptions, they were the crassest, (laughs) um, most tobacco-fueled, Bud Light-sneaking, just (laughs) like Southern gentlemen ever. Like to a client, to a member of the country club, the most genteel... Southern lad you would ever come across, and then the second just, they walked away, just a good away, old boy. Yeah, yeah. The second they walked away, 
they would spit out the skull that was in their front lip oh. onto your shoes, <laughs> say every curse word Webster never thought to put in the book. <laughs> and... Uh, just say the most vile things about the members of the country club. Oh, no. And I was looked upon as like the choir boy of the outside attendance. Um, just could not <laughs> hang with them. I didn't dip. I didn't yeah. drink. I You didn't I want didn't to. Know, <laughs> you didn't want to hang out know, with them. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Didn't know. The amount of sexual harassment I... Physically endured. endured. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Oh, for sure. Sh- every part of you was touched. Slapped, oh gosh! Oh my at. word! It's just and basically <laughs> the like the layer of the outside attendance. You know, there were several different jobs you were like assigned. You could work at the ball range. You could um, clean carts. You could do that. Like you could pick up golfers from their cars and drive them to the course. Um. You could be on like food snack, like delivering beers and snacks to people out on the course. Um, but it all was centered on the underground layer, which is where the carts, the golf carts were washed and stored. <laughs> I remember this. Lit- yeah. Literally underground, a dark, dank yeah. den of sin. <laughs> just something out of the Old Testament. Um, <laughs> under there, it was just chaos. Oh, the lion's den. The lion's den. Um <laughs> And this, the one power specter hanging over all the outside attendants was a guy. Do you remember his name? I don't. His name was Mir. Oh, Mir. I've, I met him a few times. He's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, right? He seemed nice. He. I wasn't familiar with the bowels of the, <laughs> this the bowels dude was, of the country club. This dude was Iranian, born in the Cold War. And his name was Mir. And for anyone who doesn't know what Mir is, it was the name of a Soviet um, space shuttle. Mm. <laughs> so his Iranian parents named him after a Soviet space object. Very, very textured. Yeah. Pretty Cold War. <laughs> that is that is icy. This guy was so... Was he intense? So like polished in front of country club members and then just so draconian oh. towards the odds like draconian just, oh just my gosh max fear status everyone if was afraid of him was, anything was out of place it was your ass um oh i love it and mir was just this massive yeah this this like looming bat always hovering at night. Did anyone call uh, him Meerkat? I have to know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not to his face. Mir, more like fear. <laughs> You're fired. Um, <laughs> All right. I remember I, I was working at the golf, the driving range, mm-hmm. and we would stack all the golf balls in these like impeccable pyramids (laughs) they look like the pyramids of giza yeah (laughs) and it was so windy one day that the pyramids would like blow over and he was up there with me while i was working there and he would just make me run around and like reassemble the pyramids as they were falling in the wind just so they could fall he's like no they have to be perfect just keep doing it and (laughs) just brutal that's brutal absolute brutal um His biggest, like, perhaps his biggest pet peeve was if he ever saw a golfer who, like, had just arrived and, like, driven into the complex. Mm -hmm. If he ever saw a golfer get out of their car, unload their own golf clubs, and walk them up to the country club, that was cardinal sin number one. 
Really? A, a, a member shall never carry their own clubs, nor walk in a parking lot. Whoa. And so if you were working golf valet, you had to be on the watch oh at my. all times. Even, <laughs> yeah, and, and if two members arrived at once, it was up to you to radio to the others, like Navy SEAL status, like, I need backup. Get, your, <laughs> get up here. We're getting outflanked. Out. It was like D-Day. Um, and things got hectic. Oh, my and gosh. I will say the cream of the member crop was a golfer named K.J. Choi. Do you remember who K.J. Choi was? That sounds familiar. K.J. Choi is a professional golfer who has won on the PGA Tour multiple times. He finished third in the U.S. Open one year. He is the highest grossing, I think, Asian golfer of all time. Wow. Very, very high up there on the old golfing ladder. He knows what what he's doing. Knows what he's doing. Also a member. He's a member of Carlton Woods? Member of C-Dubs. Wow, C-Dubs. So if KJ showed up, you oh. knew things were getting heavy. Yeah, yeah. White glove treatment. You better bend over backwards for, for, for KJ. And God forbid Mir watch you around KJ because you knew you were under the microscope. That sounds so stressful. <laughs> it was so stressful. <laughs> so one time I'm on, I'm on valet. Oh, no. I pick, I pick up a member. I drive the member. And as I'm driving the member, I see a car pull up and they, they park in the very front row. I mean, we're talking like 30 feet from, you know, the actual golf cart. So mm-hmm. the, whoever's getting out of this car is walking for about 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I think, ah, I'm not going to radio for backup. By the time backup gets here, this person's already going to be in the golf cart. I'm going to let this one go. <laughs> We'll be fine. This is, just, this, this is just Caddyshack. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving the member I have in my golf cart. <laughs> Nay, a merry second goes by before on the radio. We all have radios attached to our hip. I hear Mirror's voice just blast through. <laughs> You're, the member you have is like, I'm going to need you to run me by the snack stand. <laughs> he's, he's like taking quick, a sweet time. Quick detour. <laughs> Over the the radio, which is just blasting. We need backup. <laughs> dot dot dot. I've got KJ. <laughs> oh no! Mir We've got Joy. I have no idea where Mir is. He oh, sees no. KJ. How is how does Mir see him? He just Mir sees everything at all. He, I don't even think he was at C Dubs that day. I oh even, my I gosh! He had a drone remote <laughs> observ- observation. <laughs> so now i'm thinking do i need do i kick this current guy out of my car no, 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 do that i kind of rush him and but backup <laughs> never came no outside other shocker totally unreliable i do a quick 180 zip over to kj as he's now already been walking half of the distance oh no and i say mr Choi, will you please get in the cart <laughs> It's not. I'm, even- <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to need you to get in with me. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> he, he gets in. I drive him literally six seconds to another golf cart. Was he? I was proceed- he like? Was he cool with it? Was he like, sure, yeah? He was like yeah, weirded he, out or what? 
he he probably knew he humored me um, <laughs> so you drive also, him 10 feet 10 feet he also offers to tip me which is a big no-no at c-dubs yeah that's right but he insisted and it's like what do you do what do you do if he insists you take the you money like, and run man but if Mira catches you, you know, pocketing Dude, an Mir- Andrew Jackson, you're you're in deep. Meerkat, he's always there, just ready to swipe it. Meerkat was always there. Um, so he so he insists. He insists. What do you do? I took it and I pocketed. I never told a soul until now. Oh, a million was, people just heard your secret. Yeah, <laughs> a million for sure. It was a hundred dollar bill. Oh, you told me. I, I remember you got tipped a hundy. It was a big no-no. You could not be tipped, but I remember. But honestly, there was so much money flying around C Dubs legitimately while I was there. Well, you know, why is that a rule? Because literally the only people that can benefit are just the bottom. (laughs) Like like, I know. Don't let the top is never no one's gonna tip like my mom, like the merchandise, not that she's at the top at all, but the merchandise like retailer, like the only people that would get tipped are are the the outside services, the caddies, the valet, like the people who are who are physically busting it. You give the workers an That's inch, ridiculous. and they're going to take a, they're going to take a revolution. What, what are you get, guys going to unionize? Come on. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure the idea of unionization was foreign to most outside attendants, myself included at the time. <laughs> as like a as a kind of example of how much money was like off the books flying around C-dubs while I worked there. What does that mean? Michael Jordan and Roger Clemens showed up one day and played golf together. MJ? Rumor rumor had it they played 20K a hole. You're kidding me. Rumor had it. I saw them both. They were both there playing each other. Dude, Michael was a, MJ was a professional golfer for a while, right? And baseball player, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know about golf, but he definitely like plays a lot and gambles a lot. I'm pretty sure he was a pro golfer for a minute, and and, Might he, have been. and he was a baseball player, right? End of space, and, end of space jam, He's and basketball. Playing. Well, of course. <laughs> let's let's mention basketball. <laughs> all right, Bulls twenty three. Amidst like all this, these famous people playing golf, there's us in the bowels of the country club, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm really right. I I learned and like adapted to the ways. I, I really became. You know, one of them in in some sense. I, I you're working you started outside. dipping or what? No, I didn't dip. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> dipping was grime. Gosh, the amount of like just like you'd see these plastic cups that are like half filled uh, with yeah. this like black liquid. Both my brothers do it, and they got pretty into. Ken got super into it when we started working at Gander Mountain together. Gander, oh Gander, and you could dip yeah. on the job at Gander. I never got into it. <laughs> that is I, so I tried it once and like vom- vomited everywhere. Oh my god. Dang. Someone <laughs> <laughs> Um you Yeah, I was so like camouflaged. I would like regularly I would be so hungry working there cuz you're working outside all day that like at the end of the day you would always clean the golf carts. Oh and no. I would regularly just like eat leftover food in the <laughs> golf carts that members had discarded. Oh man, I can't blame you. I have memories of bringing a guy a burger and fries like on the ninth hole or whatever, and then he made the rounds and he had only eaten like half of the fries, and so I just like ate the fries three hours later. Yeah, I'd do that. Um, just totally discarded, the and food, you just didn't the care. The food there was amazing. It was great. The, the few times I've, I played golf there, I remember like. 
the halfway house was just stocked like like fresh the freshest water with like orange slices in yeah. it and cucumber like it just like the whole their whole the whole thing felt like a spa yeah they had uh nilla wafers with peanut butter between oh, them like these right. little sandwiches i would crush those yeah dude how did you not just crush the snack setup they had you weren't supposed to but i would consistently watch to when the snack lady wasn't looking and just <laughs> take them i love it one of the outside attendants that also like behind the snack stand had like ripped open a fence and covered it up so you could sneak your way in um, <laughs> like legitimate theft but that's great be darned if i didn't you know cross the red sea with moses <laughs> i also uh, heard that um this is some inside information so but i heard that some people got busted for cuz the the balls that were you the golf balls that were used on the driving range were Titleist Pro V1s if i'm not yeah. mistaken which is what really nice balls i can go on record and say i've driven the 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 thing that picks up the balls at the driving range. Mm -hmm. And watching people try to hit you is so mentally <laughs> just debilitating. It, it is infuriating. Um, just, it's just a game. And they're just, it's, <laughs> it sucked, man. That, honestly, dude, full disclosure, still to this day, when I sure. go to a driving range, I try and peg the guy. I'll do the, it too. Well, you got the cage, you're covered. I know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, there's like this circus mentality. Like, oh, look at the the circus freak in the cave. I know, the guy the making minimum wage, just trying to peg him with yeah. golf balls. It's bad. Yeah. Um, we were paid pretty well. But, yeah, you got you probably weren't getting paid minimum wage. I just checked. Yeah. Carlton Woods is one hundred percent still in business. Uh, yeah, I knew it. That's I thought great... something. I thought something bad. I thought it went under though. Honestly, for a minute, um, I might be crossing stories from. I don't know. Said. I don't know, but um, at, at the end of every shift, mm -hmm. um, the last thing you had to do before you could go home was you'd have to take uh, someone, one person would have to go around the whole golf course and pick up the pins. The pins are the flags that stick in the holes. Oh, yes. Yeah. They wouldn't want to leave those out. I guess weather, theft, I don't know. So no one could go home until all the pins were taken picked up mm -hmm. now the amount of time it takes to drive around a uh an entire golf course you know it's i don't know four miles 4.5 miles so it's gonna take about 30 ish minutes probably maybe a little more to drive the entire course each night and pick up all the pins yeah and i'll say this too just uh, maybe to bring in some people who may not understand golf at all it's a four-hour game so to play like a round of golf takes four hours. It's it's a long game, long form game. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to even just to drive, I guess what Ryan is saying is even to drive through the eighteen holes takes some serious time, and then you got to stop the cart on the path at the green of eighteen different holes. You got to hop out, run up the green, grab the pin, put it in. Where did you guys put those? You have like a bucket or something on the cart? I've you always would wondered. Like slide it you would slide it into the the little cubby of the cart and it would stick out the back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And by the end of it, it's quite unstable. You have 18 of these or nine because you would stop at the halfway point. But Okay. But you said something that's very pivotal there, Call, which is that you have to stop at a certain point and then get out and walk up to the green. Because mm -hmm. you can't, I mean, you're really supposed to be very careful driving carts on golf courses at all, but you don't drive anywhere near the actual putting green because it's so fragile. Mm-hmm. It's so pristine. And expensive. If you mess so up. So expensive. Yeah, it's incredibly expensive. 
Yeah, big no-no. So um, there's an element of like getting out, stopping, starting, getting back in, etc. Like so, um, so intense with the types. I mean, what eighteen different types of grass on a golf course? My cousin LJ studied golf course management in whoa. college. That was his major. Was essentially like there. You know, there are people that study botany and then yeah. use that to to do golf course management. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but I guess the one cool part about mm-hmm. this this job at the end of the day, if you were unlucky enough to get it was that of all the golf carts, let's say there's 80 golf carts. There's one golf cart <laughs> that has no governor. What do, you, what do you mean governor? A governor is something people put on golf carts to temper the speed. Oh, that's most right. golf carts that most people drive on a golf course are going about 50% the total capacity, the total Gosh. speed because they don't want most people driving quickly. Yeah. But then the Marshalls golf cart can go a full, a full 100% because there's oh. no governor on it. I feel like I've been lied to my entire life. Oh, for sure. It's like school buses. Most school buses have governors. Oh, my gosh. So they can only go X number of miles per hour. So there's where- one There's one golf cart that's on NZT from limitless yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, just bradley cooper's ni- nitrous yeah brain is just unlocked <laughs> it's like all day you're driving these slow ones at the yeah, end yeah. of the day the marshal's gone and you take his golf cart to do this because you want to do it as quickly as possible the, the fastest is, steed <laughs> it is like just a different it's like um hyperspeed oh the Millennium falcon it's amazing I, I actually didn't know that i did not know that and i've been around golf courses my whole life yeah um, so it's kind of cool to do this. Yeah. Why, event, now why is this, why does this gig suck? It, that sounds fun to me. The gig doesn't suck. I, I don't think the working there sucked at all. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The specifically the going in the collecting the 18 pins. Why, why does uh, no one want to do that? Well, okay. It sucks because you're definitely going to be the last one there. Cause sometimes, uh, you know, okay. the head outside attendant be like, all right, you guys can go home. I'll just wait for Ryan to finish up. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant everybody waits until that guy. Sometimes. Back. Um, if Mir- Mir's in charge, everyone's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> if you were picked, you were definitely the last one leaving. Okay. And, um, if other people are waiting on you, the longer you take, the later everyone stays. So it's really like, there's this onus. On, you're like the last guy with the baton in a relay race. A lot of pressure. <laughs> Sure, sure. Um, and so, eventually, it becomes a bit of a game, right? Like, mm-hmm. we start timing each other. How fast can you do it? How fast can you <laughs> go around all 18 and collect the pins and come back? And I think the record was something like 28 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And so, I decide one day, you know, I'm the youngest one there. I don't get a lot of respect. I don't dip. I don't drink. I'm not particularly crass. I'm going to break the record. Mm. So I get off to a great start. I'm feeling it. I'm following the rules. I'm not going near the green, but I'm young. I'm fast. I'm in my rhythm. You're 17. I'm 17. And you've got the cart that's like souped up. I've got golden lungs untainted (laughs) by life. (laughs) You've got the, uh, the nitrous from fast and the furious on the cart. (laughs) I got a little NZT myself. (laughs) 
I do the front front nine like that. Boom, done. I drop off the nine flags. I'm Jeez. out. I'm on the back nine. Now the back nine at C Dubs, it's a little more wooded. It's a little further from the clubhouse. It mm-hmm. just has a little more of like a wilderness feel. You're out there, and you're on the Nicholas course, right? Nicholas course. Oh, dude, those sand that one that one hole with the sand traps is brutal. Oh yeah. Guy spends more time in the sand than David. Has. <laughs> There's literally one whole guys that has 100 sand traps. It's just, com- it's just, you look at it and it's comical. Like, it's just comical. It, they shot the movie Dune there. <laughs> it's great. All right, so you're on the back nine. On the back nine. Knock out the first ones. Boom, boom, boom. Gets a hole 14. Hole 14 is pro- possibly as far away from the clubhouse as it gets. Mm-hmm. You're out there. This is the back of the back nine. And I'm really feeling the record. I know I'm, I'm ahead of pace. <laughs> so at this point, it's also dark. This is, um, I want to say like November, December. Mm-hmm. So it's dark at this point. So I feel a little cocky. Mm-hmm. I drive off the cart path. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drive on the green. That's no, that's a no go. And people drive off the path all the time on the course, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I decide I'm going to drive up to the green. Oh. So it's a little hill. I go up this little hill and I stop the car, the cart, and I get out and I start sprinting, kind of doing a light little jog towards the pin. And as I'm about to reach the pin, I hear something. Oh. And it's a moving cart. And I think, oh no, it's Mir. You're kidding. I turn around and it's not Mir. And okay. I see the cart and I see, and there's a moving cart and there's no one in it. Uh... And it's my cart. And I oh. didn't stop it. <laughs> and I didn't stop it. You're, you didn't do the parking brake? I didn't do the parking brake. Oh. And this thing is slowly moving. Ladies and gentlemen, real quick, I have to <laughs> in the world of golf carts to engage the parking brake, yeah. which everyone does, you push in the brake all the way, you you know, push on the brake all the way, and then you push it a little bit further and it clicks. And the way to unengage the parking brake is to just hit it with your foot, like pop yeah. it and it and it, it clips out. But it is like a type of movement if you're a golfer that you learn pretty early on, <laughs> unless of course you're in a hurry, <laughs> unless you're trying to break the record and get some respect, dude, your cart is in motion. This is horrifying. And it's slowly moving quickly <laughs> because I mentioned to you that I went up a hill. And so now all that momentum carried and it's about to go down. Tell me there's not a pond on this hole. There's not a pond, but oh, there God. are, there's like a wooded kind of swampy. It's going to either land in a, a mud so deep I'm not going to be able to get it out or it's going to hit a tree and it's going to break. And this is the governor's car. <laughs> this, 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 this is, is the, the marshal. up, yeah. When the marshal comes at 6 a.m. tomorrow, he's not going to want to drive around yeah. um, a normal some, golf some cart. Hoopty. He's going to notice what's missing. Oh, no. So... My first reaction is to stand there and be stunned. Yo, no, you don't have time to be stunned. Fortunately, the fight or flight kicks in. Thank God. 
and I sprint. How have I not heard this story? It's so good. <laughs> I just start running, and the cart's picking up speed. Oh, no. I have about, I don't know, 50 feet of runway, mm. and probably like, I don't know, 20 separating me and the cart. So I've got to go about double, more than double the cart speed and jump in and break it. And I'm just terrified. In this moment, while I'm ru- sprinting towards this cart, I, I, I see Mark Steinbauer, who got me the job. Mm-hmm. I see my getting shipped back to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> you, you see the Hobby Lobby vest yeah, I see <laughs> coming this back on. <laughs> just, just pounded against a tree, smoking. Oh, jeez. I don't even know how I'm going to get out of here. I'm, I'm so far from the clubhouse. No one's there. It's uh, pitch also, black. And my mom works there. I mean, I'm, I know, I'm sure you had some interactions with her, but like it's, it's Mark is like, got you the job. My mom, family. like you have like family friend, parents of family friends, like surrounding you at this place. You really oh, yeah. can't mess up. Yeah, not to mention Mir. Not to mention Mir. <laughs> oh man. I'm, I'm beyond. <laughs> how fast are you running? In this just, are you forest? Just going for it. I am forced when he breaks the shackles off his legs. Yeah. I'm I'm sprinting and I'm getting closer and I'm getting closer and I'm running out of runway. What what's it what's it headed towards again? You you said It's it's like a tree swampy area. Oh no. Yeah, but it's downhill. A- it's got force. I mean, it, whatever it hits, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah. And the flags that are in the car are just <laughs> ro- all over the place. They're flying out. Oh. Falling out. The, the, car, the course is littered. Oh, dude, I love it. And I honestly think it, it, it did go on the green a little bit. But at this point, we're in the rough. And I jump in. <laughs> and I somehow slam on the brakes. And I kid you not, oh, it, it's geez. a movie. It, it, was, it was inches from the trees. Oh, my gosh. And... I was still in some mud and I had to like push myself out of it, oh. but the cart was okay. Oh, <laughs> dude, that is, you, I can't believe it's, you made it. I took so long to finish the back nine. <laughs> the record was, I was so concerned. I was like driving Miss Daisy all of a sudden. Yeah, you're just, like doing hand signals out of the, out of no the, one's yeah, around. No one's around. Puttering, stopping at imaginary red lights. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Just, I just looked it up because I had to know. Uh, golf carts it can cost up to $12,000. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> glad I didn't know that. Uh, and these D- ones were nice. Diaz completely destroyed a golf cart once, um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to jump over a sand trap. And uh, he, had to, he had to pay like some serious coin, I remember. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Dang, dude, that is horrifying. So yeah, not only didn't... did you like make it and have to just whiplash your neck with an immediate stop but you had to go re-pick up all the Uh (laughs) i guess at that point it was only five pins but still that's really funny yeah it was record lost and i just (laughs) i I mean that could have been a serious turning point for me fired disgraced oh yeah it could have been very bad oh brutal um (laughs) yeah but it kind of it kind of epitomizes this moment where you're like all you want is just like respect from the other guys you just mm. want to sh- you know break the record you, you want to be the young gun yeah there's um, definitely like that boys club mentality there total young yeah, boys yeah. club mm-hmm. everyone was just their worst self at that age i know you're um, like yeah just peer pressure cursing and dipping and yeah yeah just, 
Yes. Every Saturday morning shift, they're showing up with stories of like, you know, what they did last night. Oh, just a I'm cesspool just, of testosterone. Yeah, all just my brewing. stories involved like you and I <laughs> playing Halo. <laughs> Drinking like too much Mountain Dew. Stayed yeah, up way past midnight last night. Oh, I had a late one. Let me tell you about that. Let me, let just, me tell you I, about <laughs> I had a bit too many. I, <laughs> it's just us in a Taco Bell parking lot vomiting quesadillas. <laughs> Oh geez. Yeah. I uh working there was hard and fast and sweaty and sunburned <laughs> and just disgusting and vile and and um and brief. I wish I could have done it longer cuz then you know the next year you're at college and you're trying to, you know, <laughs> learn and- something of the brain, but this was all it was completely uh, non-cerebral in a way that I kind of miss. Wow, man. Yeah, I think there's yeah. like, of course, like, I think there's like a, we got to be careful as like very, very privileged in what we do now to like oh, totally. not romanticize like the challenges of blue collar work. Um, but I feel like there's definitely, um, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying there. Like I, my mind is just fried at the end of every, my mind yeah. and my heart just emotionally drained, intellectually drained. It's just like. Man, yeah. Like I, I said that recently, someone like I would kill to just like punch in and punch out somewhere. And that's not yeah. true. That's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would hate it after a month. Um, that is a fantastic story. I can't believe I haven't heard this story oh, about of, of the golf cart. I, I got these little vignettes just kind of from my C-dubs days. Yeah, I love um, it, man. And I, if I like listen to certain songs, I swear I can, I can feel... Mm. sitting in that golf cart while the sun goes down and it's, it's getting cooler and I'm terrified of me I just feel it all. Um, <laughs> it was like, it was like really beautiful for a moment. And then he turned towards the fear. Of yeah. Fear. Just transported. Um, a little mere fear. Yeah. It's that first job and it totally toxic masculinity, but all you want to do is be one of the guys. And, yep. Yep. Um, I was hungry all the time. It's just, <laughs> you mentioned that a few times. I was just starving at this job. I was eating everything I could like sneak. They had these little yeah, nut, yeah. little nuts. Um, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Great. It was it was it was wonderful. It was a great kind of like first real job, and uh, I, I'm, it, it kind of reminds me of like dazed and confused. You know, working flipping mm-hmm. burgers and and. It's just like, yep. <laughs> just, I'm glad I, I experienced in 07 before, like, you know, anything, anything too serious where, you know, someone records something or anything like that. I'm, I'm glad this lived and died at that time and it's gone from this earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's so great. Um, a few questions yeah. here. Um, so were you did you end up coming in dead last on this like competition of of who can do these eighteen pins the fastest? Did you just like completely accept that you were? I think I was like pretty average because I had I still had a really good front nine, but I was just shot. And then I never tried it again. I never tried to beat the record again. I was just happy to get out alive. <laughs> yeah. uh, I became just such a conservative golf cart <laughs> practitioner. <laughs> You have a seatbelt somehow you that you've custom installed. <laughs> BYO seatbelt. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so funny, um, man. Yeah, F- fondest. Okay, so you've got you've gotten into some of the challenges of this fondest part of this job. Let's let's uh, 
what can we celebrate about CW for you? What was like the, did you have like a memory of like, obviously hundred dollar tips, not a bad day. Not a bad day. Uh, uh, unusual day, but, um, but not a bad one. Um, yeah, this is so random. So I mentioned that almost all of the, the outside attendants that I worked with without exception, um, were kind of fitting this general mold and they were all really nice people who I wanted to be friends with on some level. Um, but you know, just like a specific, uh, type of young man. Um, there was one exception. I think his name was Steven. He was so, he was like one of the guys, but he was like the cool, he was the Brian. He was the, um, Mm. was the guy, the guy who defended you in the fight. What was the guy's name? Aaron? Uh, Ryan. Ryan Ryan Frost. yeah. Yeah. He was that for me. He, was respected by all the guys, but he like wasn't super crass and he was, he kind of befriended me, you know, before I'd earned my stripes. Mm -hmm. And one time he just like randomly sat on the golf cart with me and we were just talking about the next, he he was already college age at like community college and like putting his way through school, which is really noble. Mm -hmm. And I think I was, I had already gotten in and accepted to Villanova at this time. So we were just talking about, you know, what was, going to happen next year. And he was like, yeah, you're going to go on to, you know, do better things. I'll probably, you know, be working at a golf course the rest of my life. And I just remember the way he looked at me is not many people pay attention to you when you're 17 or, mm-hmm. you know, your, your family says, yeah, you're going to go on to do great things or, you know, uh, they, you know, they say things to you, but you write them off because it's your family talking. Yeah. They have to say yeah. that. Yeah. What do they know? <laughs> Even though, they're preaching pretty good wisdom to you. But it was it was this rare moment when like outside of maybe like my brother, it's like this older person had been like, you know, looked at me and was like, "Yeah, you don't want to work here. You know, what you have going for you is pretty cool and you should try and cherish it and you know, you're when you get there, you'll be happy. Um you'll be happier there." And mm. so um, I don't know. It's just this really random memory that I have of this guy, Steven. Wonder where he is. No idea. But um, that's beautiful, man. It was cool. It was cool that someone showed an ounce of care. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 rare for someone to like see something in somebody else and then to speak it. That's that's a rare thing. Um, Especially when there's like he's like the senior and I'm the freshman. You know, it's like why would he stop and yeah, and give it went- me the time of day. <laughs> What's that like? It sounds like in the midst of you said you had used the phrase toxic masculinity, which is that just <laughs> oh, yeah, was. like there's some there's some Chernobyl toxicity. some pump it up stories like with those guys. It's just like yeah, that's like you're you're just constantly ragging on each other. I don't know. Yeah. So it's yeah to have somebody say anything life giving is just yeah. a, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and yeah, gen- just genuine. Yeah, to be like yeah, you know. You what you have going on is is a gift and and you should appreciate it and be grateful for it and it was this really weird ounce of it's like a sentimental snapple fact just mm-hmm. amidst so much garbage. Um, <laughs> it's the exact same thing your parents say to you, but like you said, it's like, like wow. when it comes from someone different, you're like, well, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Came from a twenty year old guy instead <laughs> <Yeah>. of. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. man, it's profound. It was kind of <laughs> like a movie moment, you know, you're. Mm. Uh, just deviation from the norm. It's a really fond memory. Amongst others, I, I liked working there. It was it was fun and active, and and mm. uh, cool. it was a good experience. And I'm grateful for it. Man, that's that is fantastic, Ryan. This was a fantastic story. Uh, a little I, longer than I was thinking, but oh my gosh, stayed with us. 
I loved it. I loved we got like all these different, you know, kind of pieces of it and and you know, the seminal moment for me was definitely the the golf cart, you know, coming down the hill just cuz I've I've been in a yeah. similar situation. Uh one that actually involved a golf cart in my dad's uh, Mercedes at the time. I'd love <laughs> I'd love to t- I actually have that on my list to tell that story Cue one day. Up. Um but uh I was most certainly not bored to death. Um thank you Bard Ryan. Uh listeners, if you have a some sort of story that involves like first job, a high school gig, yeah. um, maybe even a golf, a golf course or golf cart story. We'd love to hear that. Shoot us an email, pitch us the story, connect at bar to death.com. Uh, with that said, thank you for listening. We're super grateful for you guys. Um, there's a, a huge, I mean, you know, jump in, in listenership. And of course we're not saying that to brag or anything. I mean, I think just we're grateful. Uh, we were, Brian Super. and I were talking about that earlier today of just how shocking that was. And, um, thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for subscribing and for liking and, um, for just interacting with us. We love you guys and, uh, we'll see, you, catch you at the next story. We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, bardtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at bardtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Apshapair, and this has been Bard to Death. There's me and there's nature. What's it for, legislator, when my thoughts are so obscene? There's peace in your headlights, the mother's got seven daughters and sons, each one is a struggle.